0: Attention people who still care, on today's show, collapse, Kansas-based Heartland Bank failed on Friday due to an isolated, unnamed event. What a coincidence, that's the same vague excuse I give my wife anytime I break something. You are listening to the Crowd Effect Podcast, I am your host, Paul Lovejoy. Heartland Tri-State Bank was closed by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation just last Friday. The bank had approximately $139 million in total assets and $130 million in total deposits. Even though Heartland had enough assets to cover all their deposits with $9 million to spare, the bank still needed 542 million dollars from the Deposit Insurance Fund. This leads me to think that there was some bad actor within Heartland committing fraud and not some broader problem within our entire banking system that led to its collapse. The Kansas Office of the State Bank Commissioner said that the closure was due to an isolated event. The agency went on to say, and I quote, Overall, the Kansas banking industry is unaffected by this event and Kansas banks remain strong. Which bolsters the case of a bad actor causing the collapse. Dream First Bank, another Kansas bank, assumed all deposit accounts and all the assets of the failed bank. Customers of Heartland Tri-State Bank are able to access their money with all four branches of Heartland now operating as DreamFirst as of today, Monday the 31st. All Heartland shares of stock were owned by Elkhart Financial Corporation, a holding company, which was not involved in this transaction. This is the fifth U.S. bank to collapse in 2023 and the fourth bank to have the FDIC step in as the receiver. So what does this all mean? Well, Heartland Bank was a very small regional bank with only $139 million in total assets. To put that in perspective, First Republic Bank in San Francisco had $220 billion in assets when it collapsed in May. An investigation is taking place to find out exactly what what went down, but from my point of view, Heartland will ultimately still be a story about how our financial system is broken. So what simple steps can regular people like us take to fix our broken financial system? By becoming our financial system. So what do I mean by that? Well, I am a fiduciary, which means that I am both legally and ethically obligated to look out for my client's best financial interest. And I believe that it is in my client's best financial interest to only keep a, uh, a an emergency source of funds in your savings account, and, and just enough to cover your monthly expenses in your checking account. The rest should be placed within the private market. Okay, so what is the private market? Well, um, up until recently, Um, the private market was reserved exclusively for accredited and institutional investors. So an accredited investor is someone who either has a million dollars cash in the bank or has made $200,000 a year for the last two years as a single person or $300,000 a year for the last two years as a married couple. So the, the private market is where you can engage in uh, equity uh, investing into startup companies and also into uh, private lending. Now, in 2015 and 2016, the rules of the game changed. This is when Regulation A-plus and Regulation Crowdfunding was putting, uh, put into effect. This allowed the general public access to the private market via crowdfunding so um, the private market is risky but uh, with the beauty of crowdfunding um, regular people can pool small amounts of money to fund either a loan a startup company or a business venture uh, and, and specifically uh, i want to talk a little bit about um, funding loans and becoming something called a crowd lender so Again, all regular people can do this by pooling small amounts of money to fund a loan. So, uh, it is, uh, of course, risky again to to loan money to other people. You know, there's risk of default and uh, things like that, and banks take that risk. But uh, when a bank uh, loans uh, somebody, let's say, uh, a thousand dollars, well. Um, it, it's on the hook for that entire entire thousand dollars if um, the person defaults on the loan. But with crowd lending, um, there are investment minimums as you know, uh, uh, with twenty-five dollars, allowing uh, forty people to uh, contribute twenty-five dollars a piece to, to fund that loan. So uh, it, it, so instead of putting the entire thousand um, dollars up you're putting your entire $1,000 up, you're only putting $25 up, and 39 other people are putting $25 up as well. So it allows you to be uh, diversified into uh, 40 different loans instead. Now, there are some platforms with uh, investment minimums as little as $10 dollars. So with $1,000, you can be diversified into a hundred different loans. Uh, and so it's very easy to get this bank level of diversification, which allows the general public to become our financial si- uh, uh, our, our financial system. So uh, here's uh, some, some great things uh, about that. Um, it allows, the general public to erode the wealth of big banks and dilute its concentration of wealth by adding an additional source of income to the regular people, to to the general public. Now this is a win-win for all of us. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know the three secret steps to fix our broken financial system democratically without confrontation or divisive political action, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.